0: Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday morning services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can call in or you can email us right now as this service is happening with your questions or comments. They're all welcome, whether you agree or disagree. And good morning again, everybody here. Hi, y'all. Good. Uh, Are you ready for the year? Yes. No? One person only? Oh, that's cool. Ready for the year. Um, Francisco, what's the, uh, what's the theme of our meeting this year?
1: Uh, on, this rock, on this
0: rock. Oh, he got the mic in his hand and holding it down like this. <laughs> you don't want to speak into it?
1: Build a church on this rock.
0: That's what the theme is? Yes. Oh, okay. Were you here last Sunday? Physically. <laughs> um, what's the theme this year, John? You were here last Sunday? Yes. Okay, what is the theme of our meeting this year? What is it about?
2: Uh, building your house on solid
0: ground? Thank you. On a solid foundation. He's about building his church on this rock. <laughs> <laughs> And I ask that because last year we had a theme and a the year prior, and I noticed that the moment you put them out there, by the end of the meeting, some people don't remember them. I even asked Patrick, what was the theme? He's like, oh, no. He was trying to think of it. And somebody else I asked. I'm like, wow, how are you going to build your solid foundation if you don't remember what the theme is the very first day before the meeting is over? But this is so important that we build a solid foundation. And the reason for it is because so many situations happen in life. So many things can happen, and if your foundation is not solid, you can get swept away just like that. And I realized by learning more about my life is that I have to continue to build a solid foundation. I really, really do. And the more you know about that and do it, the stronger you become. You're surprised how your life starts to change. The question today is, in Deuteronomy and and Matthew and others, we were told to love God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our might, and love our neighbors as ourselves. Have you ever heard that? Love God with all your heart all your soul, and all your might, and then love your neighbor as yourself. That's like a great commandment. I don't know what God was thinking of when he came up with that one. But I want to understand it. If he said to do it, I want to do it. I want to do it. And so before I get into the scripture here and some other stuff about it, how many of you heard the radio show this week, and you heard me talk about this on the radio? Okay. Let me see it again. Okay, all right. So I won't ask you people right now about it, all right? Um, because I want to, and the reason I'm asking this question of you, because I want you to know that you know, not because because someone said it, but we can know for ourselves. And so I want you to know that you know, all right? That makes sense. How many love God with all their heart, soul, and might? and your neighbor as yourself. And nobody raising their hand? (laughs) Everybody's scared? Just the neighbor part. (laughs) Just the neighbor part. (laughs) (laughs) And so, nobody loved God with all their heart, soul, and might. That's amazing. Only one person. That's mind-blowing. Did you think before? Did you have your hand up? Oh, two people. All right. It's like <laughs> I don't want to be the only one. Uh, did you think before today that you loved God with all your heart, soul, and might? Yes. You did think that, and so all I've done is ask the question: Why? What made you doubt that? Be you know from the question. Right. Hold on, with, come here. For me. Well, Hold um, on. I'm sorry. Hold on. If, if I
1: were to- if I were to love
0: God with all my
1: heart, mind, and soul, I would put him first in everything. And I'm not doing that.
0: And why not? But, but well, prior to right now, you thought you did love him with all your heart, soul, and mind.
1: Well, no, I didn't, I didn't say that. I did. Okay? But like, like I said a moment ago, uh, I mean, I look what, as I go through the day and what I do, uh, maybe not in the moment, but sometimes in retrospect, right, and I can see i 'm not putting him first and how if does that one is really p- if that is really true within me that I love him with all my heart, soul, and mind, I would put him first before everything else.
0: How does one put God first <coughs> uh, well uh, i I think
1: you uh, need uh, you need to be blessed to, to, be be able to, yeah, to be able to do that. You need to be what? need to be blessed oh. in, in order to be able to do that because you, you cannot bring that about yourself at all. Have you ever tried to? I've been thinking about that a great deal, of course. Oh, you try to. Do you love your neighbor? Uh. you love my neighbor? <laughs> yeah I, yes
3: yes
0: i do so you you love your neighbor well ask yourself but you don't love god oh, no I, I
1: i didn't say it's not a test.
0: i said i said i loved
1: my neighbor i didn't say i love him as much as myself oh yeah. <laughs> i understand uh it's, yeah it's 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 great to uh face questions like these. It is,
0: man. It absolutely is. And we should be questioning ourselves. If we really focus on knowing thyself, we'll be asking ourselves these questions. Do I really? I've read this in the Bible, to love God with all my heart, soul, and mind. First of all, do I really know what it means? And secondly, do I really love God in that way?
1: Yes. I mean, I would want to do both. Love God with all my heart, mind, and soul, and love my neighbor more as myself more than myself. Right. But, uh, uh, you know, I, if I would love my neighbor more than myself, truly, it would be totally clear to me. There wouldn't be any doubt in my mind. Right. It wouldn't I, be. And, and it, you know, it's more, I, sh- I don't know how this to it. This is really how you build a the
0: foundation. You, these are the questions that need to be answered in our own hearts so that we can start to build this foundation. And it's so interesting, thank you, it's so interesting, the last, prior to the last 25 years, I didn't know, any, I knew about this, you know, I read about it, heard about it, but I didn't give it much thought. I just kind of thought, oh, yeah, I do love God. You know, I, I believed about him, so I just assumed that I loved him with all my heart, soul, and mind. You ever asked me that? I would say, oh, yeah. I do love God with all my heart, soul, and might. Who's going to say they don't love God with all their heart, soul, and might, right? We all want to believe that we do. And I think that's why a lot of people don't question that. Um, So you heard the show about it, right? Did you hear what I had to say about it on Friday? Okay. Um, Do you love God with all your heart, soul, and might? No. You don't?
2: And did you know that before today? Well, I have questioned it for my actions that I did. Yeah. And how I uh, play God. Not anymore, but I was playing God a lot with my kids. By doing what? By trying to save them. By oh, okay. trying to be God. Yeah. And I, yeah, I questioned that when I heard it in the radio. And, and I, I don't even know what that means, really. Yeah. But did you think you knew what it meant before I brought it up on the radio? Yeah, I thought I did. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how we
0: can think we know what the scriptures are saying or what things mean? And we just kind of think we know, but yet there's something about us that won't allow us to look at our life. Because if we knew these things, we would do the right thing all the time and deal with situations all the time in a proper way and, and love one another. But we don't really look at our example, our life, and say, hey, maybe I don't really know what I know. Maybe I read it, but it's, I don't understand it. Right. We have a stubborn, stubborn, stubborn ego that is mind-blowing, and it runs deep, deeper than
2: what you can imagine. I'm questioning everything now. Good. Mm, that's-
0: yeah. I used to not question things because I was told you can't question God. And so I was afraid because I thought he may hurt me or something.
2: Right.
0: Have you been told not to question God? Two people you do not question is God and the preachers. (laughs) You will get in trouble for that. (laughs) That's what I was told growing up. And so I just wouldn't question the preachers. Even though I would ask the preachers tough questions, and they didn't answer, they would get mad at me, and, and everybody shot me down. I've always done that kind of a thing, but I couldn't. I was afraid to say, oh, "You know what, Mr. Preacher, you're probably wrong." So they said, "God, were going to get me." I, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, Ho- hold that for the mic, there.
4: Um, thank you. I, uh, my grandfather was also the same way as as you said, that if like, you can't question. The You can't question the almighty. It, you, it would, it would tell us that it doesn't matter what the reason. is, just God doesn't want you to do it, or God wants you to do it, and that's. I know, isn't that amazing?
3: It's um that's about, and that's about it.
0: So just think about this: if you never ask God about anything, how is He going to answer your question? You know, if you never question things with Him, how will He answer your questions? I remember when I wanted a theme for this year, and the days were winding down before the meeting, and I'm like, well, what's my theme this year? You know, what do you want me to talk about, focus on this year? And, and nothing came, and finally that Sunday morning, last Sunday morning, something this came. And so if I had never asked, I would not have received. you got to ask. He doesn't mind asking. He loves us enough to let us ask. What about this? How does this work? Give me wisdom. Do I have wisdom? How do you get wisdom? You know? It's okay to ask. It really is. Um, speaking of asking, anyone knows what it might mean to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind? What does that mean? Even if you haven't done it, what does it mean?
4: Um, I think somebody said it to put God first in, in everything you do. I think John said that and uh, to when, uh, when temptation comes, to uh, allow it to pass at all times yeah. uh, because you love God uh, above everything.
0: Yeah, that's true. absolutely true. It means to love God with all your heart, soul, and might with nothing else. Don't love God with part of your soul. You have to love him with all of your soul. Because if you're loving him with part of your soul, you're, you're loving him partially. You don't love him all the way. Don't love him with, and loving your children too. Don't love him and loving your husband or wife too because you're loving him partially. And if you don't love him totally without anything else, then you have no love. You got to love God by himself. By himself. And nothing else. Isn't that amazing? That just blew my afro off. (laughs) And I had never, ever, ever, ever thought of it that way. To love God together with nothing. It's just all you. You can't love him with anything else. Now that's a tall order. (laughs) Because now how do you get all this other stuff out of your way that you love? How do you stop loving your kids? How do you stop loving your husband or wife? How do you stop loving ice cream? You know, How do you stop loving to hate? How do you stop loving this? How am I going to love him just his love? You know, with, with, Now that I've grown up loving everything else and then being told I need to love my children, I need to love my, my this and my that, I need to love my neighbor, I need to love. You know, I've been told all my life, so now you've got all this love there for everything else, and I'm just now realizing I can't love those things. Isn't that amazing? Ooh, I love that. <laughs> That's why right, I'm stirring it up. Let me take this young lady first. Cause I saw her hand first, and I'll come to you. Yeah. That's why I was
5: wondering what Ronda just asked. I am kind of confused now. Like, how do you? Because you say you can't, you can't love God unless you love, you know, your father first and stuff like that. So how do you not, I mean, I know love is not hate, so I know that. Right. But um, it's kind of confusing to me, okay. what you just said.
0: And it will be confusing with the mind. It, it made your, it'll make your lights go out. But a good question. Let's go right here. I
6: was just going to say, but you, if you love God, put him first, then everything else comes. Like, then you're able to love. Your kids yes, and ma'am. your husband and everything in a, in a deeper kind of yes. better way.
0: When you love God with all your heart, soul, and might together, I mean with nothing else, then his love is going to love the family. His love is going to love the family. His love is going to love the children, the, the birds and the bees. And then you can walk through the, garden, through the earth and see his love in the earth. Because it's his love that is loving through us. But this other love that we have is not love. We don't, of ourselves, we do not love our children. We do not love our friends. We do not love our families. We do not love our enemies. That's why things are constantly switching. Because as soon as you are offended by somebody, your love is out the window. As soon as you disagree with someone on whatever issue, your little love is out the window. Our love, this human love that we've been, which is all ego love and of the devil, our love is always, always, 100% of the time about self. Always about self. Even if we try to pretend that it's not about self. It is about you. It's not about the person. Just think of how many times you've been offended by someone, and instead of thinking of you, you thought of them with no thought of self at all. Just think about that. But if you had God's love only, you will always, no matter what happens to you, always think of that person and not of you. Isn't that amazing? I just That's what I want. I don't want to ever, no matter what I have to go through in life, what happens to me, what, whatever, whatever. I pray that God give me that kind of love where my first focus is on the person and not on me. I don't care what is going to I mean, cut my head off. I still don't want to be able to think about me. I want to be able to love my enemies. Whether they're my enemies or not, I want to be able to love my offender. But you're never, ever going to do it with your emotional, ego love. And just think of the power through God that would come to us if we had that kind of love. Never thinking of self at all in any situation. What happens is the devil, the moment you start going through a situation... Right away, the devil come and give you thoughts and feelings about it, and they are always about you. Oh, I feel afraid, or I feel worried, or I feel nervous, or I feel fear. Oh, they are attacking me. He doesn't even allow you to think of that other person. And, And real love is that, and we don't have it until we can learn to love him with all our heart, soul, and might. Nothing else with that. That's a tall order. But it can be done. And I'm going to give you some examples in a minute. I saw something. Yes, ma'am.
5: What are you thinking? Like if somebody's trying to kill you and you're not thinking of yourself dying or something, you're not scared or anything, but are you thinking good things about them? You wish them well or something? That's a
0: really good question. Now, I don't, I've never been in that situation as far as I know. Well, I knew people threatened me before. But I believe that in that situation, you're still not... You, you know, you, you're concerned you're going to take action, but you don't have the fear about self. You, you're not really just focused on you, but you would see what to do because in that love, as you add all things are added unto you, so you're going to have the insight to know how to deal with that situation without hating the person who is trying to kill you. You will be able to protect yourself because you're right. If you love God with all your heart, soul, and might, all things will be added. Everything will be added unto you. Because of ourselves, we can do nothing. And of ourselves, we know nothing. The more I realize about my life, the more I realize how much I don't know. Everything I think in my imagination about God is not him at all. It's just so far away from the way he thinks. It's not even funny. Um, I saw some hands. Jesse, yes, right here. Did that, did that answer your question? Oh, wait, come back. I want I to wanna, wanna really try to make it clear.
5: You, you just said, like, God will give you the answer?
0: Yes. Okay, that's the answer. Yeah, he okay. will get, because now you're one with him, thinking not of you but of others. And you're not walking around just thinking about others, right? But you're loving him with all your heart. So his love is operating through you. And in that, all things that you need to know is there when you need it. We absolutely need it. You would, you would love others the way that He loved us, and the way that He loved us is not holding anything against us. We all have sinned and come short, and He has forgiven us for our sins. So He holds no grudges, He holds nothing against us. If we stumble and realize we we're wrong, it's all done as it would never happen. And that's the way you're going to treat others when you have that kind of love. Isn't that something? And your ego don't kick in and worry about what someone thinks about you or what they're saying or what they did, because you're loving them. You know that that person needs love. Anyone that's trying to hurt another person need love. That's not a time for us to focus on ourselves. But the ego wants us to focus on ourselves. Yes.:
5: you show love by just not hating them? Like, is that how we show love? or
0: um, very, another good question. See, this is not something that you could learn, like in a math class or something. You know, two plus two is your eight. You know, and you trying to figure out why that. <laughs> two plus two is your six. <laughs> yeah. But this is something that you have to discover. Really, it is in you to know, but you can't learn it. Because if you learn it, it's coming from the outside and not from within. Not from this solid foundation that you're building. It's something that you have to discover. And it will be revealed to you if, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his right way, these things will be added. You got to seek him. And it has to be first and foremost. What do you think you you looking all way out yonder. No, that's
7: true. I was just thinking about some other things. Uh, you want to share? Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. I was thinking about, uh, someone was talking to me about a, a spirit. I was sharing some information with them, and they were telling me a spiritual principle to, you know, to see God in all things and go to him first and uh, lay everything at his feet, basically, you know, that passage. And I was like, wow, yeah, that's true. And I, I was remembering that I really, something I tried was teaching, not teaching them, but telling them about some same, that same principle, like maybe a year or so ago or two. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'm not, I must not be living that, otherwise they wouldn't be trying to tell me that, you know. I'm not showing it. So it just made me reflect on that and think about, you know, what love is and how we do need to go to God in all things. Yeah. And then that, that love it actually... It, it just generates out, you know, and it's, yes. it's just what you're saying. It's not about the ego. It's because, it's you know, you're thinking about somebody and, and not doing things the way you think they should be type of thing. You're thinking about them instead of seeing yourself. Yes. And then even if that's true, it's because they need love and you're not sending love to them. You're sending that ego, why are you doing this to me? Yes. You know? And so that's it made right. me reflect on that.
0: Hey, we'll can you imagine that. living a life never having to say that again? Why are you doing this to me? Right. You're just being mean to me. You're going to hurt me. You're going to destroy me. You're taking my stuff. You're lying on whatever, whatever. Can you imagine living without that in your life?
7: I can imagine more now than before. I couldn't imagine it before. Yeah. But I, I saw this movie too just for a few minutes, but this guy was helping these or these kids in, in Africa or something, and he must have lived in the South, and they were just giving him so much trouble about it, you know, about the racist thing. And I, and he was so angry, and I was just thinking about how he's, he just, he doesn't know the love, what the, he hasn't really experienced what love is. He may be no. trying to do the right thing, but he doesn't really know what love is, really is, because he would see more of a connection yes. with what he's doing, and he wouldn't be Absolutely. angry. He was very angry about it.
0: A lot of people, don't believe that this is possible, what I'm saying. I I had a conversation on the radio, very interesting conversation about this very thing, and the callers were saying, no, you can't live that way. I said, well, it's in the Bible. God said we can do it. No, he didn't mean that. I'm like, so was it a mistake? Yes! God made a mistake by asking us to do this. I would think If God said it, even with my intellect, I believe it's possible. And so my question would be, how do I get to that? You know, how do I become that way? I'm not going to believe that it's not possible. And that God somehow or another made a mistake and asked, asked us to do something that cannot be done. But that they don't believe that this is possible. Let me tell you right here. Isn't that amazing? They absolutely don't believe it. That's why I'm glad for this kind of discussion because I hope I can encourage people to to at least start to believe that what God said is possible. Maybe we're just off key somewhere. Maybe it's something we are missing. But he didn't send Christ to die for our sins to leave us hopeless for the rest of our lives and just suffering through life. Why would you send your only begotten son to set a bunch of sinners free and then he does it. He goes through all the hell he went through to do it and then he's done it and now, oh okay, well I'm just playing. I'm going to let y'all suffer. <laughs> Where's the love with that? So it's something wrong with me if I'm not doing what he said so I asked him to let me see. And what I'm sharing with you now, I just now realized this the other day and I want to share something with you. I hope it's going to impact you the way it impacted me. I a here. Yes, sir.
3: Um, before the love I have for God, I, I love my family and my wife and my children, but I, I, it was more of an obsession. I wanted them to change to the way I wanted them to be Right. in my love for them. Yes. And like a lust of the world affected me, and I wanted my wife to be based on the lust of the world and what yes. I wanted. But when, I, when I came to God, I just, holy moly, I just didn't care about the world. And I wanted my wife to be exactly the way she is. I didn't want. To, I didn't. It didn't bother me anymore. The world. And uh, same with my children. I just. I don't want to put them. I love them so much that with God, I, I love God so much that I don't want to put them on a pedestal. I want them to learn about God, and to be equal with all the other children. I don't want to put them cheat, for them. yes Lie for them. Steal for them. I don't want to do any of that for That's them. That's right. I want through God's love them to be good.
0: And that's what will happen when God's love is working through you. When you only have that love, you love him and nothing else, then that can happen. That's the only way it's going to happen. Because when you're loving him, your ego, Satan's nature is dying away from you. He's getting further and further away where he doesn't, he's not able to influence you like that anymore. He's not able to do it. I'm telling you, if you pay attention to self, it's mind blowing. We're like screwed up. (laughs) We are so messed up, it's not even funny. We're just in the dark, taking everything, you know, just out there. No wonder the world is so messed up. You're right about that, 100%. Yes, sir?
8: Yeah, you know, you sparked um, a thought that today's Christianity is a lot like today's medicine, Western medicine, where they don't really give you a cure, they just treat the illness forever. And That's Christians right. believe you didn't get it exactly right what they believe they believe that um, that God gave you that commandment to be perfect in order for you to see you're not perfect, and then just to like you said, suffer with that, you know and, and it kind of keeps you humble you know in that sense, and uh, uh, you can just keep repenting over you know the cure, not the cure but the treatment the treatment is you just keep repenting for your sins over and over and over again and saying you're sorry over and over again
0: wow that's too much to even think yeah. about yeah but that's true though that's what they think yeah when i before god woke me up i still believe that what he said was possible even though i wasn't thinking about doing it or you know i started doing my thing whenever i read or heard something that god said is possible I believed that it was possible. I just didn't know how to get there. You know, I didn't know the way to let him operate through me like that, but I believed that it was possible. But the one thing that I just realized um, the other day is that I didn't love him with all my heart, soul, and might. And now I see how to do that, to allow that to happen. And so now I'm coming into that, and that's part of building that foundation. When you love him... And and he'll let you see how that operates, too. He really will. But you've got to put him first. He will let you see how to love him, and not yourself, and not, not everybody else. Because we really don't love anybody. Think about it. You don't love nobody. There's not one person on earth that you love at this point. Who said that? You said that? Oh, man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Who said
7: that? a do you love? I love my mother. I love my father. I love my family.
0: You do? Of course. Then why do you get angry at them? Because I'm human. See there? <laughs> so you're loving them with human love, which is not love. No. That's my whole point. Because if you love like, God, if you like, love God with all your heart, soul, and might, you would never get angry at them at all because it wouldn't be about you. You're only getting angry at them because they're not doing it your way. They are not agreeing with you. They are not saying what you should say uh, you want them to say. They're they not say giving. the things they
4: say because they're trying to help me. So what? They say many of the things they say because they're trying to help me. But still, you weren't like getting mad at My mom and my dad, they'll tell me, you know, you're fat. You need to go on a diet. It's not because they're trying to hurt my feelings. Why do you get mad then? Because I don't want to hear it. Because <laughs> you're right. I don't want to hear it.
8: Right. But they're not saying it to hurt me, and I know that.
0: But then, if you if you didn't have this ego, emotional love, you would not get mad at all at them. I don't get
8: mad and like throw a temper tantrum and say, "Okay, You still sure get yeah, mad. I, now I, he's yeah, gonna I still, yeah, I get upset. Okay, right. but you know, n- nobody likes to be insulted. No one likes to feel put down. It's just part of the human experience. I don't know anyone in here who likes to be put down.
0: And or likes
8: to be insulted in that way. It's just the way it
0: is. That's right. And he's 100% correct. No ego, God-thinking person wants to be insulted. Do not hurt my feelings. Don't talk to me that way. Don't tell me I'm fat. Don't talk to me that way. You're hurting my pride. Say that, oh, you need to lose some weight, but it's not that bad. That made me feel better. You know what I'm saying? But you're right, and that's not love. And you think that is love, but but if you love God only, then nothing can get to you like that because you wouldn't have this pride that you're operating from.
2: You know what I mean? Let me take right here and then right here. Well, I just want to say that uh, people confuse feelings of love for love because I know I did. I did it for years. And emotions for love, and they're not. Yeah. And I remember uh, I used to love my kids. So I'm hard and almost, I thought, yes. you know. And I, I questioned at one time, and it showed <laughs> me that I didn't love my yes. kids. Yes,
0: that's you know? right. When you are, when you have this human love, there are so many situations you don't deal with properly because it's based on how you feel about the person or the situation. But if you didn't have that attachment to it, You just love God, and you're always thinking about the other person. You will always deal with situations in the proper way because it's not about you, it's about them. You're getting your love from God. You don't need somebody else's love, and they don't have it to give anyway. Just like before this change, we don't have it to give. Isn't that amazing? I so much love knowing this, I don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) And this saint is always there trying to tell you something about it. Always there. Uh oh, let me do, right here, and then I'll take you. Uh, right you didn't have your hand. No. Oh, I did. oh, you did. Oh, okay. I thought I saw one over yeah, there. Yeah, real
8: quick. Could you explain or give your opinion of the cliche that the world likes to say you have to love yourself before you love anybody else?
0: That's a lie. You can't. You have to realize that God said of yourself, you could do nothing. How many times have you tried to love yourself? (laughs) Uh, I love myself. You go to a a, a class, a training self-esteem class, right? And they say, well, the first thing you got to do is love yourself. So here's what you could do. Get up in the morning and say three times in the mirror, I love myself. (laughs) Yeah, hug yourself. I'm Pat yourself on the back. I'm just a wonderful, I'm wonderfully made in, in God's image. Everybody loves me. Uh-huh. Everybody loves me, and I love her. And that only lasts until you say it. I did that in the mirror broke. Uh-huh. I, I see why. <laughs> you did that in the mirror broke. <laughs> um, yes, sir. You had your hand, too, right? Yes. Okay. I'll make it as short as possible. I admit
1: that I, uh, that I do not love God with all my heart, soul, and strength, my uh, might. I do not love my neighbor as I would l- want to be lo- uh, loved because I'm still full of anger. I just only have one question. Yes. well God, uh, if I ask it, will God help me see? Uh, help me see that uh, that uh, that flaw. Help me uh, guide me. Uh, guide me in the right way.
0: Yes. Without a doubt. If you ask, you shall receive. You have not because you ask not. That's why you don't have it. But it might not be what you want to hear. No, she said it might not be that what you want to hear. So far, and I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Every, I ask for the things that I want from him. Like, let me, give me wisdom. Give me more light. Let me see what I can't see. I want that. And when he reveals that to you, it's all love. It's enlightenment. It's waking up. So I've never had an opportunity yet where asked to ask him for something, and it wasn't what I liked when he revealed it to me. But
6: I mean, he'll
0: answer you, but he'll give you what
6: you need, oh, hold
0: on a not what you want. He'll answer you, give you what you need, but not what you want. I but mean, sometimes
6: it, they're not the same
0: thing. Yeah, but you won't be mad about it. You know why? Because God always give good gifts. Everything that we have already is from him, and it's all good. He only gives good gifts. So you're not going to be disappointed in what he gives you. You're going to be like, it's going to humble you, really. I I've heard that too. I've heard that same thing, but I don't know where that comes from. But, I mean, people got all kinds. Yeah. So far, it hasn't happened. I'm so grateful for this. Um. Yes, sir.
4: Uh, a g- great uh, question, by the way. Um, today, um, oh mostly, yeah, they're always good, but you know, I, I like this one exceptionally. Good. Yeah. W- when you when you mention on un- loving God, I realize uh, about myself that it starts with the little things. That's how you you're, you're sort of led into getting pulled away from the love of God with the little things, that Coca Cola, that you that you say, hey, don't you know that it's not healthy.
0: Yeah
4: but you make a compromise. So if you're faithful to little things, I think it starts with little, that's the way it begins to erode, right? With little, little that things.
0: That is true. You have to be faithful in all things, start small and grow. Yeah. But only God can reveal to you that you don't love him with all your heart, soul, and might. He would give you that, and once he allows you to see it, then you start living that way. You start growing in that. And it's so amazing. I did not know until this week, last week now, this is the first day of the week, right? until last week, that I did not love God with all my heart, soul, and might. I asked a question. He allowed me to see it. And I realized I did not love him. I thought of myself and everybody else before him. But I was saying that I loved him with all my heart. But I thought I knew what that meant. And it didn't mean that at all. Not one iota. All right? I wanted to, um, did I get to everybody? Is this helping a little bit? Yes. Is this helping? can yes. Good. This is so important. Oh, let me read something about forgiveness first. Um, do you mind coming here and reading this for me? Right here. Uh-huh. Give her the mic. You need glasses?
6: No, am I just reading off that?
0: Yes. Yeah, you're just reading off this. I found this this morning laying on the, uh, out there in the lobby area. I don't know who put it there somebody that loved to carry tracks, And and for some reason, I started to throw it in the trash. And then I I, I just took it up to the office, and I read this, and this is about forgiveness. And I'm like, wow. No wonder I held on to it. And I want to read this to you about forgiveness because that is part of building this foundation as well, this solid foundation. Stephanie, are you clear or still wondering about some stuff? It is, or yes. Yeah, she said, no, I know now, seems like it's easier to start with God first. <laughs> I want you to, to read that whole thing for me, inside out. And the front. Yeah, the, the inside, the front and the inside.
6: I'm still learning to forgive. Kari Ten Boom. It was in a church in Munich where I was speaking in 1947 that i saw him a balding heavy-set man in a grey overcoat a brown felt hat clutched between his hands one moment i saw the overcoat and the brown hat the next a blue uniform and a visor cap with its skull and crossbones memories of the concentration camp came back with a rush the huge room with its harsh overhead lights the pathetic pile of dresses and shoes in the f- center of the floor the shame of walking naked past this man. I could see my sister's frail form ahead of me, rib sharp beneath the parchment of skin. Betsy and I had been arrested for concealing Jews in our home during the Nazi occupation of Holland. This man had been a guard at Ravensbrück concentration camp where we were now sent. Now he was in front of me, hand thrust out. A fine message, Fraulein. How good is it to know that, as you say, all our sins are at the bottom of the sea. It was the first time since, I, since my release that I had been face to face with one of my captors and my blood seemed to freeze. You mentioned Ravensbrook in your talk, he was saying. I was a god there, but since that time, he went on, I have become a Christian. I know that God has forgiven me for the cruel things that I did there, but I would like to hear it from your lips as well, Fräulein. Again, the hand came out. Will you forgive me? And I stood there and could not. Betsy had died in that place. Could he erase her slow, terrible death simply for the asking? It could not have been many seconds that he stood there, he hand held out, but to me it seemed like hours as I wrestled with the most difficult thing i had ever had to do. For I had to do it. I knew that. The message that God forgives has a prior condition, that we forgive those who have injured us. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, Jesus says, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Still I stood there with the coldness clutching my heart, but forgiveness is in an act of the will, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Jesus, please help, I prayed silently. I can lift my head. I can do that much. You supply the feeling. And so, woodenly, mechanically, I thrust my hand into the one stretched out to me. And as I did, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder, raced down my arm, sprang into our joint hands. And then this healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing tears to my eyes. I forgive you, brother, I cried. With all my heart. For a long moment, we grasped each other's hands, the former guard and the former prisoner. I had never known God's love so intensely as I did then. With Corrie's willingness came God's power to forgive her former captor. When you and I are willing to see our need for God's forgiveness, he is willing and able to forgive our sins. The Bible says that all that sin and fall short of the glory of God and that the wages of sin is death. But it goes on to explain that God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us. You too can know the same forgiveness and salvation that transformed Corrie and the former Nazi God. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved.
0: Thank you. Isn't that something? And while we. While she were reading, I was thinking about Stephanie's question about well if you forgive your father, then God forgive you, right? I don't want you I I don't want you to focus on just forgiving a father or a mother or a sister or a brother or all that. You just need to know you need to repent of your sin of unforgiveness. You just need to see that you're a person who has not forgiven and that's a sin. And that Christ came so you can repent of that sin. And then God will do the rest. He'll allow you to forgive, see what it is, and cause it to happen. And I think we've talked a lot about forgiving your parents when your father and mother, and I think the focus seemed to be on trying to forgive a certain person. That's not how it works. You need to just repent of this wicked heart that you have, and God will do the rest. That makes sense? Because, you know, I, uh, somebody else asked me, well, I thought you had to love your father first, and then God orders, uh, I mean, you have to forgive your father. No, you need to forgive. You need to repent of the sin of unforgiving, because your heart is separated from God with that kind of life. And this woman was able to do that. And she asked Christ to come into her life right then and there, cold heart, toward this man. He came in and saved her. And so he he, he he saved the man too, caused both of them to forgive. Then you start waking up and living. You will start to uh, be able to follow him. But you got to love God. Well, you don't have to. But love God with all your heart, soul, and might. But you can't love him along with anything else. You have to drop all your little human love for everything else. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely amazing. Yes, sir.
8: Can you speak then to the um, principle of where is the justice in all that? I mean, he committed all those heinous crimes, and he's going to get away with it because he repents?
0: <laughs> I don't care about the justice in that. That's between he and God. I care about living the way God will have me to live as his son and let God be the judge of what happened to this man that, you know, did that to this person. That's not, that's not for me to even put one iota of a thought into. Because if we're all born a sinner, who am I to decide how one sinner should be punished? Then that person is going to decide how I should be punished. And that's what human love does. It decides that you should be punished. This is how you're going to be punished. And I'm going to punish you forever with no forgiveness. So I can't, that's not up to me. God is the judge of that. And once he frees you up from resentment, it is almost as though nothing ever happened in your life anyway. It's as though you never went through anything. That make sense? Sir, you want justice? I want justice and I want it now.
8: Well, yes, I do want justice, not for me, of course.
0: Who you want it for?
8: You know, on, the, on those who committed the crimes, but my crimes. Why of course, do you
0: want justice? On I want him? mercy. Why do you want justice on him?
8: Well, I just explained the difference.
0: So, when did I repeat it? I
8: said um, yes. I do want justice as far as his crimes are concerned, but not mine. And so, I do see the wisdom of what you're saying.
0: Oh, okay, I see. You yeah. want him punished, but you don't want to be punished. Right, but I want him. the mercy. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, go pray. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm so sorry, man. You've been waiting for a
9: year and a day. I'm resenting you because you're ignoring me. Yes, that's right. 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 Uh, I'd like to just comment on what Martin said, is that if you want to put it in a, a greater context, there's really no fundamental difference between Heinrich Himmler and some big brother who bullies his little sister. Yes. We're all sinners. You've killed lots of people in your mind. I mean... You know, I visualize in my mind grabbing my mother by the neck and slamming her head against the wall and saying, "What's it going to take to get through to you? What's it going to take to get through to you?" Okay, and I think just about just about everyone who has had a mother knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know, and it gets worse from there. Well, I don't know if I ever visualized slamming my mother. Okay. Well, some variation. Head against the wall and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, we're all kind of dirty, you know, and. We all have, yeah. we all sinners. If, if you look at, saying. if you look at the Nazis systematically murdering millions of people, you know, yeah. I mean. I got to move
0: on, though. I, well, I, the point yeah. is what well I That's why yeah. you raised your hand way back then?
9: No, no. To answer that, a question this, that this, wasn't there? Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. But, but we're all, we're all basically dirty. Sin is sin. We all need to repent. Yeah. And God have mercy on all of us, including, you know, and it just, this doesn't justify the sin. It just. I it, wouldn't
0: even go into all that yeah. and leave all that to God. You just love him and let him do all the justification he wants, all the anything. He will guide you because he loves you. He really, really will. All that thinking that Satan has given us about situation, you need to dump it. You really need to die from it. Here is what uh, Moses had to say about loving God with all your heart, your soul, soul and your might. And it was so important to him that it blew me away. And I'm like, wow, I want it to be this important to me. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 5 through uh, 13, I think. And I, and I don't read well anyway, so I'm not going to pretend just because I don't have my glasses, I'll read bad. I read bad anyway, even with glasses. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I finally admitted it. Finally. Uh, Listen, Israel, Yahweh, our God, is the one, the only God. You must love God. Let me see. You must love God. Well, he said Yahweh, but I'm going to say God. Your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Let the words I enjoin on you today stay in your heart you shall tell them to your children and keep on telling them when you are sitting at home, when you are out and about, when you are lying down and when you are standing up, you must fasten them to, you must fasten them on your hands as a sign on your forehead as a headband. You must write them on the door post of your house and on your gates. When God has brought you into the country, which he swore to your ancestor Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he would give you with great and prosperous cities you have not built, with houses full of good things, you have not provided. With, well, with, with wells, you have not dug. With vineyards and olive trees, you have not planted. And then, when you have eaten as much as you want, be careful you do not forget God who has brought you out of Egypt, out of the place of slave labor. Yahweh, your God, is the one you must fear. Him alone you must serve. He, his is the name by which we must swear. So this was so important to Abraham, I mean to Moses. It's something that we should never, ever forget. Write it in your heart. Put it on a headband. Tell it to your children to love God with all your heart, soul, and might. Tell it to yourself. Tell the strangers when you see them on the street. Because if you could love God only, then you could love the world around you in the right way. You would go free. But you must love. And human, the human nature, which is the ego nature, does not have love. Did I read that well enough for you to understand? Yes. I did, brother? Yes. Oh, okay. But see how important that is? It's something that we should never, ever forget. And I'm telling you, when you love him more than first, only not more than you do anything, but when you love him only, you're going to always think of the other person and not yourself. Always. It will become impossible to find yourself in a situation and mad about it, want to hurt someone, want to punish someone, want to just, because you love him now. And his love is operating through you. Uh, yes, sir. So then,
8: summation, what you're saying is if you still have this, what, everybody calls your human nature then you don't have love
0: no all right you don't have love you absolutely don't have love you have resentment you have ego you have pride and that's why it never works because it's all about you it's never ever ever about the other person even if you lie to yourself because you heard the preacher say well it should be about the other person not you and you go out saying well it's about you it's not you're still feeling something about it. You still want something from the person. You want something, and you're not thinking of them at all. Just imagine that. To be able to live a life of only thinking of the other person. We had a young man two Sundays ago, I think now, three Sundays ago, who said he didn't love his wife. He loved his kids, but not his wife, because his wife so difficult. You know, she don't sleep with him and all that kind of stuff. And I thought about that, wow, he doesn't realize he doesn't love anybody. Because if the wife is tripping like that, that means that his wife has some issue that needs his love. You know what I'm saying? It's not a time to get mad and turn away from her and feel so selfish because you're not getting what you want. That's not the way the love of God operates. It's always about the other. You don't even feel anything about it. And that's what you want as a part of building this solid foundation that we're working on. Yes, honey. Life is forgiving.
7: Forgiving forgiving that other person, you're giving them a gift. And then God takes the darkness out of your heart, too.
0: Yes, that's right. And it's not something you can do on your own. You cannot make yourself love. You cannot make yourself forgive. You just need to know you need to repent. That's all you need. And then you start praying and seeking God. It's about... Uh, building this foundation through stillness, through prayer, through observation. that 's what it 's about. And all this is he added everything to these folks that went over to Israel, everything, all the food, the houses, he gave that to them. he 's going to give everything you need to you too. He said that if you seek first the kingdom of God, he will open up a window and pour out blessings that you will not have enough room to receive. You have to give it away. Isn't that amazing? How many are living that way? <laughs> now, I would think right there's something wrong with this then. If I say I love God, and I love my neighbor, and these things are supposed to be added unto me, how come they're not being added? Maybe I'm doing something wrong here. Maybe I don't see something, because I believe it's possible, but maybe I don't see something. Um. Patrick, you read that from, uh, I told you about that on Friday. We talked about it, and you read it. Can you tell me what you told me about it For Moses? You forgot? You know they're looking all silly. You forgot?
9: Mm -hmm. I'm sorry? Yeah, I don't remember what I said to you.
0: Oh, I thought you said it really blew your mind when you read that about loving God without loving anybody else. I have to think what about. What, yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. Wow! So it must. Not, I thought. I'm like, well, I can't. <laughs> this is a great testimony. I can't wait for Sunday. <laughs> I don't know how you can forget that, unless it just wasn't revealed. You know. What do you think about the situa- Your situation with your wife now, after hearing this today.
2: Well, like I said, I guess uh, uh, two Sundays ago that I kind of accept it, and uh, uh, I realized that uh, I got to see her the same as I see the boys, my two boys, that I can't uh, love them and not love
4: her.
0: Isn't it something that Satan, in our ego state, Satan can have convinced us that, oh, I can love my children, but not my wife. You know, my, my wife is difficult now, so I'm just not going to love her. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to love my children. Love doesn't operate like that. But we can believe that. Isn't that amazing? Yes. That he yes. can convince us that I can love my parents, but hate my enemy. That is mind-blowing when you think about it. How are you going to love one, but not the other? Can you imagine what would have happened had God said, well, I love this one because they're pretty nice, but I don't love this one. This is a hard, difficult one. I love the Jews, but I don't love the Gentiles. The Gentiles are not of me. They're not Jews. So I can't love them. What would we be? He love us. He really does. And he provided for us. That's what's so amazing. It's all there but you got to look within. And I recommend that you build this solid foundation this year through prayer. You You must commit to prayer. Get up in the morning and have your prayer time. And then practice being aware during the day. Don't just get lost in the darkness of your imagination during the day. He said pray without ceasing. And you can't make this become the most important thing in your heart, but if you want it, and just make that first step, God will make it become important to you. He will cause that to happen, too. Because a lot of people say, well, it's really not that important to me. It's something I like to have. It sounds good, but I'm not ready. Don't worry about all that. God knows your heart better than we do. So get ready. Paul said in closing that um, when God forgave him, Paul loved God in Romans and what happened was he loved God more than he did himself. So even when his enemy came after him, they were trying to destroy him, the, the Jews. There were Jews who tried to destroy him. He prayed to God to take his life rather than take him theirs. He would rather for, the, for them to have a chance to repent than to uh, sacrifice his own life instead of theirs. Isn't that something? Thank you for tuning in, folks. And thank you for showing up. I appreciate it. For more information, to purchase a
8: copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. bond you